Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, recently in Australia, Facebook shut down all new sites for eight days. Eight days of not being able to access any news via Facebook. If you went to a new site like NBN Television or the Sydney Morning Herald, all the posts on their pages had disappeared with a message reading, no posts yet. Now, I didn't feel personally impacted in any way. There are heaps of ways and channels for reading news, including buying a newspaper like we did in the good old days. But I did see people getting angry at Facebook in various posts, with some people saying that they were going to ban Facebook themselves in response. The Facebook has now reinstated all the new sites. The ban got some of us thinking, what if social media actually ended altogether? We never knew we wanted it before it existed, and now we can't seem to fathom life without it. And so today, I have with me special guest, Ruby Marsh, in the studio, and we're going to pull that apart a little bit. What if social media ended? Hey, Ruby. Hey, Mal. It's good to be back. Third time. Third time. Love you being in the studio for Hey Soul Sister. You are a soul sister. Indeed. And, Indeed. and helping many sisters in, in, <laughs> yeah. in the business world. Yeah. So those of you who are listening who don't know Ruby, Ruby was a high-end architect in Sydney who changed the course of her life and is now a life and business coach helping high-achieving women start and build small businesses centred around their creative genius. Mm. And I love that. I love hearing you talk about creativity and energy and how we can harness and utilise that. Yes. I think our previous two episodes, we've always dipped into that. And it's really fun, isn't it? Because these are the things that light us up as humans and... I think if we can build businesses around those things or utilize them more in our businesses, it's it's really exciting and, and it feels really good. I agree. There's nothing better, I think, than getting that creative hit. And as you say, if you can build a life and business around that, it's yeah. amazing. Yeah. So social media has certainly become an integral part of our lives today, both personally and for those in business. Ruby, do you remember the first time you discovered social media? Yes, yes. I think the first social media channel I was on would have been Facebook. And I was saying to Mel before that it was because I had my younger sister moving overseas for a year and I wanted to keep tabs on her slash see what she was up to, where she was going. It was a great communication tool outside of email. And I think I was mid to late 20s and most of my friends were already on social media. It was funny because you come to university and everyone's on it. And, and I I wasn't really interested. I was, it just didn't appeal to me, and especially even in high school when it was starting to come through. And, and the options were really basic. It was MySpace for a long time. Yes. Remember MySpace? Now, I never went on MySpace, but I remember our kids were all about the MySpace, especially our eldest. He created his own MySpace page. And I remember kind of looking over his shoulder going, yeah, it looks kind of dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't it, get it. It was weird. It was weird. It was the first time you could have a profile pick on something. and It was pretty clunky, though, I remember looking. Uh, you know, when I was looking over his shoulder. Yeah. 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 So 
I really wasn't phased by it and maybe because I was a designer and so I was looking for something I think Pinterest probably actually caught my attention first because it was so visual and it was really fun and dynamic whereas I think my way of communicating with people and connecting with friends was still so old school. I wasn't relying on that as my means of communication like I probably am now as yeah. well. Yeah, I remember it was 2000 and I think it was 2007 when my sister and my brother Chris sent me and my other sister Roshi an email or something with a link to Facebook saying, you need to join Facebook so that we can all connect. And I remember, I think I clicked on the link and you had to answer a whole heap of questions to join up. And I was like, no, it looks really dumb. I'm not, I'm not doing that. And they want all my personal information. I'm so not doing that. <laughs> but the email started in my inbox for, I don't know, probably six months. And then one day I started hearing people talking about this Facebook what's Facebook. So I jumped on. All of a sudden, I remember I had a look at it and I had this fear I was missing out. Mm. So I joined. And I remember that night sitting there figuring out the profile and having a profile pick and what timelines looked like and, and looking at everybody else's what, you know, that were on there, what their timeline looked like and photos. And all of a sudden, it's like I went down the rabbit hole and every night I'd come home from work and jump on the Facebook. Mm. I remember I was commuting in Sydney. This is when I was an architect and I had a ridiculously long commute. And that's when I really started to see the dependency on mobile phones and our if you want to call it addiction, started to really creep in because you've got people in a bus line waiting for a bus. What do we do? We pick up our phone and I was probably starting to get into podcasts as well. So listening to those too, but I really started to notice how the whole dynamic on the bus would change or the ferry or train or whatever I was on. And all of a sudden, everyone's looking down, headphones in, no one talks to each other. And it was really, really interesting to notice that and and not really judge it because I was part of it. But I remember one time, this is really funny, when I was really young, we were traveling through Europe and I remember being on a train in Barcelona. And if you've ever traveled to Spain, I don't know if you have, but people are quite expressive in (laughs) Spanish culture. They use their, I'm using my hands a lot right now. And I remember being on a train and seeing these nonas talking, that's not the right word in Spanish, I don't think, but seeing these older women talking to each other and they were so loud and so animated and everyone talked and the bus was alive or the train was alive and loud and fun. And it's so amazing. I wonder if you go back to Barcelona, if it's still like that but certainly in our culture it's really changed the Mm. dynamic of how people are in those spaces well I suppose the introduction and the growth of Facebook back then also happened at the same time that the iPhone correct so I remember I was working at one selectors at the time and a young fella in our team he was an early adopter so he got an iPhone and I remember him bringing into work and we're looking and I was like looks really dumb. <laughs> and he was like, it is really dumb. You have to download these things called apps. There's an app for your message and there's an app to make a call and there's an app for, and he was going through all the apps and we're like, yeah, that's really dumb. <laughs> 
fast forward 30 years. <laughs> Should have bought you apple shears. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And just as a point of interest, so Facebook is still the number one most popular social media platform around the world. 2.6 billion monthly active users wow. of Facebook. Mind-blowing. Yeah, which is interesting. I thought that, um, you know, potentially Twitter or Instagram may have kind of hit that high, but no, Facebook is still number one, apparently. There you go. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. So social media plays such a big role in our lives today. And I suppose what I love about it and what I have loved about Facebook is connecting with the long lost friends and family members. You know, we had cousins in Canberra that I hadn't seen for years just because, you know, they live six hours away and we hadn't been back to Canberra very often. And being on the Facebook, all of a sudden I could search for them and we reconnected and it's been lovely because through that we've had a couple of like family reunions. We've been to each other's, unfortunately, grandparents' funerals. But it's been lovely to reconnect. And I reconnected with old friends who live in Broome from when I lived there 20-odd years ago. Like That has been such a positive for social media. Have you found that? Absolutely. And I've gone through periods. It's, it's really funny saying this, but I'm going to acknowledge this to everyone on the podcast. I've gone through periods where I've unfollowed and brought the people that I'm following down to zero. I love doing little personal experiments like that, little personal psychology experiments just to see what happens. And I've dropped my following down to zero. I've only done it once or twice. And then all of a sudden, years later, reconnected with people that I was following. And then somehow we've moved countries or cities and most recently actually have reconnected in some of them the craziest ways because now you know someone else and that was always the weird thing wasn't it when you would see people's photos up on news feeds and you'd be like oh my god they know that person and yeah. all of a sudden all your high school memories come flooding back and yep. it was amazing how quickly it shrunk the world in so many ways and and likewise I've got family back in Holland and they they're really cute they love jumping on there and sending messages and things and perhaps without that would have they done it maybe then they would have sent an email but it's it's so accessible I think for now is yeah for people and it's interesting because I've heard in articles and things writers say that we're more connected now than ever because of social media but the downside of that is because of things like comparisonitis that we can actually feel more alone than ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think probably if you actually zoomed the lens out, that loneliness epidemic, and certainly in the last year, that's really, I've thought about that a lot, how connected we've been, we've been isolated sometimes in our own homes for periods of time or with our work and so many people I spoke to actually despite what was going on in a macro sense but the whole working from home thing wasn't as idyllic as what they thought it was going to be because they really needed that in-person connection and even sitting with you doing a podcast like this it's so beautiful to have the space together and feel your emotions and body language and all of that. And I think we just can't get that same depth, can we? Through? Absolutely. 
yeah. social media. I, that's why I love having people in the studio live. It's my favorite because I actually want to be with you while we're having a chat. Yeah. If possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Ruby, given that you work with so many small business owners, how reliant do you think that they have become on social media, that, sm- that businesses have become on social media? I think this is such an interesting question because I can only speak to the types of businesses that I work with. They're creative women, designers, architects, interior designers, artists. And actually, social media is often quite daunting for those people, even though you could say it's quite a creative medium and you can have fun with it. And I think creatives have very high expectations of ourselves. Uh, We fall into comparison and perfectionism and all of those things quite easily. So I don't think they're dependent on it necessarily because it's not always the thing that they really want to do first and foremost and I think secondly they've explored other ways of marketing their businesses a lot of relationship building a lot of word of mouth and so social media isn't always the first thing that they go to but having said that when you think about marketing your business, it's probably one of the first things that you want to do. I need to get my social media account set up. I've got my website. And so we often think about that as the place we need to be and we need to be really regular and consistent. And we forget about all the other ways to market ourselves, which existed for the last hundred years or something like that, right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think when Facebook shut down those news sites and I did see some anger and fear um, being expressed around that, I remember thinking, hang on, once upon a time we had no social media. We, we, we had to market and connect in other ways. We've just been really lucky that we've had these essentially free platforms to be able to market ourselves. And I certainly know with Got Your Back Sister, which is the domestic violence charity for women that I run, Facebook primarily, that's where our community hang out, but social media has been integral in terms of growing our community and utilizing that to get our message out there, our say no to domestic violence message and other educational messages out there. It's We've been, I'm so grateful for social media because of that. And it's funny, I'm like, if it was gone, yeah, it'd be a whole other ball game for us. Yeah, with what's happened with the news being shut down and not being available to us, Events like this have in some ways been really positive because as a business, we need to constantly return to our values, right? And so if things that are going on externally are not in line with what's important to you and how you want to show up as a business owner, I think that's been really important for people to question in light of things like this happening because it might not directly affect them But do they agree with it? Do they agree with the censorship and the cancel culture and all of these other things that have gotten out of control through social media? And if they don't, then what's your other options? And so I think it's actually been a really positive thing in some ways because it's brought about these conversations like we're having today around how we use social media. Is it actually healthy for us? at a health level is it healthy for our business and where do we want to be where's our best use of our energy so I I don't look at these things in an angry way I tend to want to step back and say hey 
what is this telling me for what I want to do in the world? Yeah. Yeah. Do you like social media personally? Love hate relationship. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. (laughs) Yeah. I have a bit of a love hate with it as well. And that in itself is always a flag for me because I think what you've got to realize is that as the user, they are trading your attention and they're selling your attention. So, you don't actually have a lot of control. And I think that's one thing to bear in mind is that you've just got to show up consistently really and build your message and not be too caught up in everything that's going on. And second to that, I think when you start to think, oh, I hate social media. It's really pissing me off right now. I wish the algorithm would stop changing. And my, you, you mm. get all of these angry things and I'm so addicted. You've got to shine the light back on yourself, really. And they're building these platforms to be addictive. So you as the user have got to look at your user habits, really, at the end of the day and, and have a little awareness and Sure, you can be angry, but some of that might actually be within your control rather than being pissed off at them because they're going to keep doing their thing and making lots of money. And unfortunately, (laughs) the little guys, they they probably don't care too much about. And in my opinion, so, uh, yeah, I mean, some people might disagree with that, but I think it's important, you know, if you're reacting like that, look at that reaction and what is that telling you? about your use of it I find some weeks I just don't even want to look at it it becomes it feels like a necessary evil sometimes in terms of you know sharing the messages around our charity and what we're doing even like this podcast and it's like there's so much to do okay this is another thing I have to do rather than it becoming something that I necessarily want to do and hang out on and I actually to be honest I actually find myself hanging out on it less and less just to sit and see what other people are doing. Just because. I, just because I'm kind of, I'm getting get out. The, and that's really great. And that's that's awesome because it's so easy to want to fill every void in our day with jumping on the app. I'm guilty as charged yeah. of, of doing that. And I think we wonder why we're often more stressed than we used to be five or 10 years ago. Yeah. It's because we're filling every moment of our day with doing something. And could we just take a couple of deep breaths in that time instead? Maybe it's another way to, to look at your relationship with it. Want to save your soul? Review us on Apple Podcast. So Ruby, what platforms do you generally recommend to your small business clients? Okay, this is a good one because I probably look more at the type of business that they have, where their customers are hanging out or their clients, if they're a service-based business, and thinking about what are the platforms that are going to be most suited to them. Now, I'm not a a marketing expert. I help with marketing. So people who are marketing experts might have different opinions on this. I know Gary Vee, who a lot of people know in the marketing world, he feels like you should be on every single platform and pushing information and posts and content to everything. But I think if you're feeling resistance to using social media, play into your strengths, number one. Where are you going to be most strongest? And maybe for you, social media is not as strong as being on a podcast and speaking. 
So I think number one, look at that. Where are you most strongest? Number two, where are your customers or your potential clients hanging out? Because as small businesses especially, we have a lot to do. And yes, we're probably in charge of our marketing, but we don't have hours a day to be pushing content to all different places. So for creative businesses, especially more visual platforms are going to be probably a better way to represent your business. Instagram or Pinterest are going to show your business in a great light. If you're a designer and you've got beautiful images of houses, then that's probably where you should be hanging out. So there's three things I would be looking at. I'd be looking at what are you strongest at? Where are you really going to shine? Number two, where are your people hanging out and what's what's best for your business as well and and that's that's a base minimum and then from there we can obviously ramp up the marketing and be across more platforms but if you're just starting out and social media feels like this gigantic scary world then start with those and you'll be out off to a great start you'll be more consistent that way as well want to fill your soul with more go to the sisterco.com so what do you think it would be like a world with no social media i think that it would be really really interesting i think it, specifically for some generations the younger generations it would take a lot of adjustment because they'd probably be going through addiction withdrawal symptoms as well so psychologists would be really busy but it would be interesting to see and I've I've certainly talked about this in a recent blog post because I have had a lot of small business owners come to me saying, look, I'm not feeling this social media. I'm not sure that it's where I want to be showing up and putting my time into. It's not necessarily aligned with my values. So where else could I be? What else could I do? And there's plenty of ways you can actually show up online that aren't social media as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Give me an example. So blog posts yep. would be one. You could guest post if you don't have your own website. We both started with blogs, right? Yeah, exactly. I started with blogging and I had four guest bloggers that would pr- like each month would provide me with an article because it helped kind of promote them and their business as well. And it gave me content and that worked really well. But I just found when I started the charity, it's when I started Got You Back Sister five years ago that I just struggled to fit everything in. Mm. Yeah. And mm. interestingly, I find recording podcasts less time consuming than writing blog posts. And probably because that's playing into your strengths. Yeah. You're a great speaker and that's much more natural for you maybe than the writing piece. And yeah, there's there's always the editing and the uploading and there's all of that background stuff that you've got to do, right? Yeah. I mean, it's your own blog. And if we have any PR people listening to this as well, You can also make use of bigger news organizations, of magazines like print magazines. They still exist and there's some beautiful print magazines now. I think it's quite amazing when you look at 
the news agent, you look at all the print media titles and for the creatives, there's some photography as well. Like there's beautiful spaces that you can show up. Do you know what's interesting? I was chatting to a friend of mine who used to be the advertising manager for our local, when I say local, it's big, the Newcastle Herald. And she was telling me that once upon a time, a full page ad in the Herald was $28,000. And it's dropped in price? Yeah, massively. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I think the same has happened with television advertising as well. Yeah. But what I would say is make use of your connections and make use of your community. And again, tapping into your strengths. And there's so many places that you can pitch articles and you can pitch posts to. And there's these incredible big online like Thrive Global. There's the Huffington Post. There's these huge outlets now that are almost as big, if not bigger than a lot of the big news places where people go every day to get information and that's an easy way because they've already set up the platform yeah you just need to write something for them youtube is a social media platform as well i think the other way to look at it is where am i dividing my time between online and then also offline which Mel, you're incredible with the offline work that you do with the charity. So much of the experiences that you create are in person. And (laughs) I think I'm better in person. (laughs) (laughs) But those opportunities, whether it be a workshop or whether it be a speaking gig or something like that, those opportunities are still marketing. And perhaps for you with a charity, it's a little bit different, but it's still bringing awareness, right? And it's bringing people together and there's nothing better than connecting in person and being able to have real conversations that you can't do so much online. Do you know what? I agree. I love one-on-one conversations or, you know, people actually live face-to-face, I should say, more face-to-face conversations. Um, And it's funny, it's a real extrovert. I, you know, I love the energy of other people. And I was, when I was in Byron Bay the other day, I, was calling my sister who lives up there and she answered the phone and she said to me, you don't text, do you? And I was like, no, I want to hear your voice. And she's like, oh, you know, I'm busy. So I, I just like to text. And I'm like, no, but I, I, know, so I often call people because I want to talk to them. I want to hear their voice. Mm. And then they text back going, yeah, hi, did you want something? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, okay. I just wanted to hear your voice and connect with you. <laughs> Yeah, maybe they just didn't want to connect with me. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, I think you're, like I said, you're a great example of someone that's really utilised the offline space and in the event space. And so I think not limiting ourselves to feeling like social media is the only place that we need to be because I can honestly say from my experience in marketing my own business that some of my most powerful lead generation opportunities have come from being in person. Well, interestingly, and that's how I first met you. I saw you at a live event at Westfield. Yeah. Yeah. At, yeah. Um, at the Powder Room event. Yeah. And you were on stage talking. That's right. And uh, my sister was sitting next to me, Rushi, furiously like, list- like writing notes on her phone about what you were saying. <laughs> and yeah, so I go, there you go. That's how I connected with you. I saw you. Yeah. On, um, and then I think you might have reached out to me on Instagram. I did. Yeah, that's I right. And I, but I knew who you were. I'm like, yeah, that's right. Ruby was at, uh, was speaking at that event. There you go. The power 
of live events. Yes, yes. And it's that energy, that connection. You talk, you have a lot of people on the podcast that talk about energy and tap into that. And whilst I think we can get that in a sense online, there's nothing better than being in person. So if you can be brave enough to do in-person events or speak or whatever it looks like for you, there's there's something much deeper than we get from those experiences. Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Well, Miss Ruby, thank you once again for coming and being a beautiful soul sister on Hey Soul Sister Podcast. Now, if people want to find out more about you, maybe find out more about social media or small business with or without social media, <laughs> yeah. how can they find you? Yes. Well, that blog post that I was talking about that, the one around uh, not having social media and what the other opportunities are for you as a small business, you can find that on my website, rubymarsh.com. And then my social media of choice is Instagram. I'm on there pretty much every day. (laughs) (laughs) And my social media handle is at Ruby K Marsh. So don't forget the K in there. Yeah. And if anybody has any questions around social media, they're free to reach out to you, Ruby. Absolutely. Drop me a DM. And even if there's something in this conversation that's got you thinking and you want to have a chat about that because you haven't voiced it before, I think it's really positive and really healthy that we have these conversations because that way we can start to find out what other options are out there and yeah really build a business that we that we enjoy building as well and yeah and being reflective about what's working for us in our personal life business Mm. life Mm. what have you and you know in this case what role social media plays for all of us yeah thank you so much mel thank you my friend thanks for listening to hey soul sister with mel histon what would help you on your crazy life journey email melissa at thesisterco.com